his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. 971 FM Talk Podcast. Wiggins, America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins, America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like. Whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Well, you want the good news or the bad news? There was an election this week. This is Wiggins America, by the way. Hello. I love telling you about elections because elections are the best predictor of elections. Now, we had a really weird one this week, though. I can tell you that I I basically picked this one right. I don't know that I gave specific numbers, but we're talking about New York 3, the special election to replace George Santos. You had Tom Swazi, the Democrat. And you had Maisie Phillip, or Pillip, I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name because I haven't watched coverage as much as I've read coverage, uh, who is the Republican. I said going into this, Tom Swazi, the Democrat's going to win this election. It was more of a referendum on George Santos than anything else. So, like I said, good news, bad news. I'm going to start with the bad news here. The bad news is, of course, that a Democrat picked up a seat that the Republicans had And they would have had until November slash January when they swore in the new Congress if they had replaced um, George Santos. So there there might have been some jockeying there to say, look, if we get rid of Santos now, then maybe there'll be enough of a buffer to where in November people won't be doing a referendum on crappy George Santos who lied his way into that seat. I mean, the dude is a mess. Let's not try to sugarcoat that. That dude was a train wreck. Uh, and maybe by the time November rolls around, it won't be as a referendum on George Santos anymore, and then we can get back that seat. Well, that's that's political calculations, and we'll see how that plays out, because I think they knew they were going to lose this seat, and they did. As we said, the overall, the final numbers, or at least close to the final numbers, this is with like 98% reporting, was that Swazi the Democrat won it 
with 53.9, basically 54% to 46%. Here's what's interesting about that. That is the exact same percentage in reverse from what the Republican did back in 2022, that being George Santos. So there was a flip here, and it is a swing seat. It's typically a seat that in the past Democrats have held, uh, but that Republicans have made some inroads and gained and won recently, obviously, with uh, Santos. So are they saying maybe we can win this back in November? I don't know. There's a lot of attention paid to this one seat. I mean, we're talking about $28 million or something spent in this special election on this one seat. That is a lot of money. But that's kind of the way things are going in the House because you have less and less competitive seats as they redistrict and redraw. They're drawing safer and safer seats for both parties, not just one. Both parties are doing this to where something like it, I'm, I'm giving you a rough estimate, in 2010, for instance, there would have been something like 60 to 70 competitive seats in the 435. That's not a lot, but it's more than it is now which is more like 30 to 40 competitive seats in all of the 435 seats, okay? So you're going to have more concentrated money coming into the competitive ones because those are really the only ones that can swing back and forth, this being one of them. All right, with that being the bad news, I was all planning to do a segment here and just be like, look, Republicans got to get their act together. But when I looked at the data, I was actually pretty pleased with it. Because I was ready to give you a whole segment about how Republicans have to get their act together with early voting. And Republicans are very wary of this. I understand that. But I'm not talking about mail-in voting. I'm talking about early voting. You don't have to vote by mail to do early voting. Republicans, if you're listening right now, you're probably among the super high percentage of consistent voters, okay? So it's really not even us that are talking. If you're a consistent voter then I'm not even talking to you. It's those kind of hit and miss. They show up in presidential elections a lot, not others, or they show up every, every eight years instead of every four, those kind of people. It's those kind of people that both parties have to go after. Well, Democrats already are. Republicans are trying to catch up. Now, I, I was under the impression that Republicans had not been doing much to catch up. But here's the good news. Early voter turnout did still slightly favor Democrats with 24,000 Democrats showing up, but almost 20,000 Republicans showed up early. That is a big, big difference because Democrats in the last couple cycles, ever since 2020, have been showing up early voting in mass way more than Republicans. And that doesn't account for 11,468 unaffiliated voters, so that being independents or whoever, according to the Nassau County Board of Elections. So what does that all mean? It means that it looks like Republicans are getting their act together, at least from this election. They're moving in the right direction. Still a long way to go. You got to play by the new rules. I don't like the new rules, but you got to play by them if you're going to win. We have an expert on wokeism, (laughs) of all things, coming in in this hour as his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, stick around. The Biden-Harris campaign joined TikTok over the weekend. The first video was released during the Super Bowl, and it shows President Biden answering questions related to the big game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. And this nation is great chocolate chip cookies. everyone everyone how do you go on tiktok and end up looking older that's of course john stewart in his triumphant return to the daily show trisha is here to talk about it because she loves john stewart i'm a huge fan that is clearly not true based on the eye roll that you just gave me huge i got a john stewart tattoo do you really yep it's his face on my calf ah never seen that before don't show me i'll just trust you (laughs) uh so john stewart is coming back to the daily show and i'll start with this question was john stewart's impact on politics in the late 90s and 2000s overblown or did he justly get the the credit he deserved for his impact Oh, I am the wrong person to ask. I have no idea. Uh, you never watched The Daily Show? Not in the 90s. I was born 2000s? in 88. Okay, but what about in the early 2000s? That would have been your mm. your era. I was like 12. He was still on <laughs> when you were of the age to watch this stuff. I don't know. You tell me what you think about his impact. On I don't the- know. I re- That's why I'm asking you. I wanted you to guide me here because in some sense, I do think that he had a lot of impact on the way people felt about Republicans specifically. And he could turn people on Democrats a little bit too, because that's what it was. He had the power to make you kind of feel a way. Do you think he had the power more than uh, Jimmy Kimmel has the power? Or uh, Jimmy Fallon doesn't really play in the politics, well, but let's compare, a Bill Maher. Let's compare, yes, but let's compare him to his contemporaries at the time. Because thing, I think things have changed now. We'll get there. But at the time, it would have been something like Leno and David Letterman Larry and King. Conan O'Brien. Was Larry King one? Uh, well, Larry King was on CNN, but he wasn't a comedian. Why did I think he was a... Maybe I'm getting him and Letterman confused. See, I know nothing. 
Wow, you really don't. I'm just going to sit back and uh, listen <laughs> Well, this, this is segment. entertainment. You know, this is the area that I thought you would like to participate in. But I mean, I'm having fun being here. Okay, good. Because <laughs> if you weren't, man, it would be really bad. But you think that Jon Stewart had more of an impact than, than he, some of his... Well, he he was more specific about politics than some of those, some of that generation. Would you say he paved the way for some of these late night folks to dip their toes into the politics i absolutely would and i'll tell you exactly why stephen colbert came from his show and stephen colbert is now one of the leading you know late night hosts in fact for a while he was and he's an activist yeah and that's what they they were john stewart was just it was natural for him to do that so it didn't seem like it was contrived he was super interested in it he made political jokes because he loved politics and so when he did it, you almost didn't get mad at him because it just seems so natural because that's what he did. Whereas some of these other guys, they step into that role. Uh, Colbert, for instance, he he seems kind of hateful about it. Jon Stewart sometimes did too, but it was like his thing. It was just worked for him. Whereas Colbert and some of the guys now, when they would do political humor, you're like, first of all, now you're in late night TV. You're not on the Daily Show on cable. This is late night TV. And even... 10 years ago when these guys were on, you could, they've been on for roughly a decade now. TV meant a lot more than it does now. Much more, m- many more people were watching it. Mm-hmm. And so for them to step into the role, you know, for Jimmy Fallon to be like, oh, he's the heir to Jay Leno and Johnny Carson, and he's doing political humor. I think there was a lot of pressure on him to not do as much, which is why he probably didn't. He's like the least political of those three. Jimmy Kimmel is way more political, mm-hmm. so is Stephen Colbert. And and they, to your point, there's a nastiness about it. It's almost hateful. There's a, an aggression with the joke, with the Kimmel jokes and the Colbert jokes, where I think that Fallon being a, relatively apolitical, just staying away from it, is what sets him apart and makes him. He may he might not be the best at that job, but he is. The most universal, in my opinion, just I agree. because you're not you're not going to get beat up if you're watching it. And it's a great sentence you just used. The most universal since Universal owns NBC mm. and Universal Pinch. Studios has the Jimmy Kimmel ride at it. Just wanted to point that out. I'm just here to listen. I mean, you're doing a great job. Um, but back to John Stewart. Now he's coming back, of course, to The Daily Show. He's only hosting the show once a week. And part of the joke of The Daily Show is that it wasn't daily. <laughs> Like, they called it The Daily Show, and it was only three times a week. So that was a is joke Trevor in Noah, itself. Is Trevor Noah doing the rest of it? He's, I think he's gone. So he stepped away from the show entirely about a year ago, and they've been having all kinds of fill-in hosts and things. They've been basically doing Jeopardy for a long time. And I now do John's, watch Jeopardy if you want to do a Jeopardy segment. I don't. We can talk a lot really about Jeopardy. Okay. Although I'm a Mayim Bialik fan. Are uh, you? I, I, I prefer Ken Jennings. No, no, no. Um we don't have to talk about that, though, because I don't know what I'm talking about enough to address it. I, I think that's fine. That's how I do all my radio. <laughs> Clearly. Um, but John Stewart's coming back for just one day a week. His show was not doing well. I guess he had an Apple Plus show. And either he's still doing it on the side or he's not really doing it. It was not getting much attention at all. And here's why. He was very ranting and raving on that show. Was he? Whereas The Daily Show... He, it's like they put comedy first, at least. Is he, so he's back and you've seen this show? Yeah, it's, it's on. It's back on. Like he, mm. he just made his debut this week back on The Daily Show. and every, People are talking about, oh, thank God. 
because John Stewart was the best at basically ripping Republicans, and we have lacked that since 2016. <laughs> oh, oh, we have? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's what people are saying. That's that's a lane that is is not explored. Now, he did come after both Trump and Biden in his debut, which I guess I appreciate if you stay there. But unfortunately, I think what's going on, and this is mainly based on the fact that I've seen a lot of ads for Jon Stewart's show on Fox News, that I think that they're targeting just political-minded people. And saying, hey, you remember him. You remember him being kind of a big deal. He's back. You can hate watch him if you want, but he's back. And my concern is that he'll open by kind of opening the doors and saying, hey, this is going to be equal opportunity offender for everybody. But that it won't end up that way. Yeah. It's funny that you have no relationship with this guy on TV. Yeah, I I don't. Because he was such a big deal. I mean, I know who he is. I've got the tattoo. but (laughs) Right. (laughs) Very familiar with his face. I just... Do you think he's going to, I guess this is more a question about TV than it is about Jon Stewart. TV's changed. Mm-hmm. A lot less people watching cable for yep. sure. Do you think that he's going to have any sort of impact now? I can't imagine. I think you're better off, if he's any good, to find a find your Bill Marlane and and really find your niche audience and, and kind of become a... a that, oh, that like big tent thing, there's a saying that anything in the middle is, of the road is roadkill. It would almost be better for him, in my opinion, if I'm advising him, if he wants to do politics, to lean into one side or the other and just become kind of a legend for that side. I don't... I, I appreciate somebody trying to be balanced, but I don't know that that's the way to be successful. Well, I have very good news for you. Jon Stewart will not be balanced. <laughs> but, but I think that that's a, that's a move, and I get it. Yeah. I won't watch it. Yeah, but I won't either. Clearly, I didn't watch it before. So. <laughs> yeah, right. You're old. The nostalgia's yeah. great. Oh. Um, now, that being said, I do watch a lot of stand-up comedy, and a lot of those comedians are um, liberal, left-leaning, but they do a good job of kind of towing a line, and I appreciate that. That is a medium where I appreciate it, whereas, like, long-form talk shows... I don't I don't think that there's a necessarily a lane for the middle. Uh, Trish is going to come back. We're going to take a short break here. We're going to talk about some Gen Z stuff and some dating in the next hour. Stick around. You know, depending on the... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Kidders that you look at, our economy is either pretty decent right now or people are really struggling right now. And actually, both of those things could be true at the same time. We're in the weeds here talking about the economy. I love talking economics, but I know that if I don't keep it interesting, I lose people pretty quickly. So let me try to give you some real-world examples of what I'm talking about here. So Democrats and Republicans obviously try to run an economy very, very differently. Most of the time, although not all the time, depending on who you're talking to, we can identify the same problems. For instance, we can both say that inflation is pretty bad. Uh, now, it'll be spun. Democrats will say, well, but it's it's coming down as if that means your prices are coming down, which they're not. And Republicans will rightly point out um, you're talking about inflation overall coming down year over year, not prices. You have to understand that. And in fact, it, it, it kind of makes Democrats look dumb right now because nobody's feeling what they're saying. So it, it makes them look disconnected. But the real-world example that I wanted to give, and I'll, I'll get to a, a real story that's happening here involving Illinois Senator Tammy Baldwin and what she's trying to do federally. If you, if you know this, you know it's okay if you don't. I do some real estate on the side. It's one of the things that I really enjoy doing. I didn't realize I would. Being in communications, I like writing, I like comedy a lot, <clears throat> and I love doing that stuff as my hobby. I didn't realize I would also have a hobby that could make me money. And they had nothing to do with creative endeavors, and that is real estate. So I like doing it. I, I like owning some investment properties and things, and I keep adding to my portfolio as often as I can, as my finances allow. But uh, I, I thought of this example, and I thought that the Tammy Baldwin story, the senator from Illinois, involves real estate, which is why I'm bringing this up, okay? But there are, there are politicians in this world who genuinely think that they're going to try to solve a problem and, in fact, all they do is burden people more with government. So they think that government could solve a problem and then they enact a law and it ends up just being more weight for the consumer, ultimately. Here's a great example. I was thinking about this in the car on the way in today. That if <clears throat> I'm, So I'm a buyer, okay? So if there's a seller out there who I don't know, and somebody passes a law, a politician, I'm not even going to say a, a Republican or Democrat politicians, because all politicians do this. They view the law as the solution to problems, when in fact, it just ends up causing more problems. So they look at this issue, they go, you know what, a lot of people are having trouble buying properties for themselves, especially younger people, because prices have gotten so high, but also because... Uh, investors are buying up properties. Well, that's, that's always been the case, but <clears throat> let's let's say, let's go with their logic right now because that is uh, in the crosshairs. People say, "Well, investors are buying up too much." You know, BlackRock is a big investor. Uh, they're buying up too many properties. You'll hear this, <clears throat> and maybe there's some truth to it. I, I'm not here really to debate that, 
But what the politician will say is, hey, these companies are buying up too many properties. There's not as much available for the new home buyers out there. So what we're going to do is make sure that instead of when somebody goes to list a house, um, they can't just sell it to anybody. They, they, they have to, you know, if you want to sell your house and you want your son or daughter to buy it, or you want your cousin or your uncle or somebody to buy it or somebody close to you, um, it's not fair that nobody else is getting a shot at that house. You know, we, we want more houses to be available to the open market. So we're going to force you to list that house or at least make it publicly known that you're selling it by posting it on Craigslist or on uh, the Post-Dispatch website or whatever. You, you have to publicly make it known that you are selling that house. This isn't a far-fetched example. This isn't happening. But this does happen with jobs. They have to publicly post a job, even if the company already knows who they're going to hire. So what happens in that situation? Well, in the real-life situation, what happens is a bunch of people apply for that job who have no chance of getting that job. It's just to, quote-unquote, protect consumers. But in fact, it just wastes everybody's time. The same would be true in real estate. If you have to post that house so that more people are maybe available to buy it, even though you know for sure, I'm just going to sell this to my daughter, um, and I didn't know the price. Well, then what happens is you have to waste your time listing it. <clears throat> um, there, there's more houses on the market, so that looks like the politician got a win, when in fact th there's not really on the market because it was never intended to be sold that way. They still are going to sell the house to their daughter, and then me, I'll include myself in here, I'm a buyer. So I'm then going to reach out to this person and say, hey, I'd love to look at this house. And they have to respond to me and say, well, either I have to show it to you because that's the law or no, I'm not actually selling it. So it just it's a big time waste for everybody. And that's the way government gets involved. They make it look like they have a win when in fact they have just wasted your time and a lot of times wasted your money to make it look like a win. So here is that law that Tammy Baldwin is trying to pass in Illinois. And she's trying to do this not just in the state of Illinois. She is a U.S. senator, so they're trying to pass a federal law that will affect the entire country in this way. If Democrats have their way, or Tammy Baldwin in this instance, they will make it to where an investor cannot own more than 15 properties without paying an extra tax on anything above 15 the goal of that is good. The goal of that is, man, I want to try to decentralize home ownership so that it's not all big company because 15 is quite a bit. You know, I don't have 15 houses and I'm an investor. You have to get pretty big to have 15. So she's saying anybody above that. So you're talking about pretty big companies that own a lot of either single family residential houses or they own apartments or condos or whatever. If they have more than 15, they have to pay a tax on those so that it hurts them or it hurts the company a little bit. Government makes a little bit back and it also de disincentivizes them from buying more. So on the surface, as usual, you look at that and you go, hey, that's not a bad idea. I'm, I'm not really for these big investment firms buying up all the houses in my neighborhood. Uh, I don't like the way that goes. I want to have neighbors, neighbors, not just uh, renters who are going to be there for couple years and move on. I want to have people who are moving in to start a family, you know, whatever, not whatever your situation is. I'm not dumping on your situation, but th there's a lot more upward mobility when you can own a house. So it seems like a great move. The problem is it's government. 
And so you should always be skeptical <clears throat> when the government's trying to get involved in the market to make it more fair for everybody, because what would happen in that situation? I just explained it. So the government steps in and says, I'm going to tax you if you own more than 15 properties. What's going to happen in that situation? The opposite of what they say it will and the opposite of what they're trying to accomplish. The reason is it's the government. They think they're solving something. And if they actually pass this, which they probably won't, but if they do, what will happen is you will just have businesses who right now, let's say they own 30 properties. Okay. A business owner owns 30 properties. They go, Oh, I can't anything over 15. I'm going to pay a tax on. Okay. So I'm just going to start another LLC and move 15 of my properties over to the other one. So I have 15 in one company and 15 in another. And guess what happens? He's avoided the taxes, but he also just cost himself a bunch of money because he had to incur some legal fees to start another business. And then let's say that this was over and over. Let's say he owned 45. Okay, let's say he owned 60. So you're going to have four different companies all to avoid paying that tax, which will work. That person will avoid paying those taxes. But guess what? Now the cost of business goes up. Guess who that falls to? That falls to the renter again. So the rent goes up again because government got involved and made it more expensive for the person to do business. It always works that way. It's just a principle that I thought I wanted to talk about because it's an area I definitely know quite a bit about. And I hate to see the government getting involved because in a lot of instances, again, these are well-intentioned people. They're just politicians. They've never been business people. They've never had to run a business. A lot of them have never really had real jobs. They've been politicians. And they are so locked into that system that they have no idea what they're doing. Short break. We'll be right back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. 
Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. All right, Neil Mammon caught my attention because of this headline. The question being, what is social justice? An Indian African American from a Marxist activist family lays down the facts. Neil, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, Ryan. So let's start with this question. Wokeism, you're saying, is basically acting as a new religion. Please explain how that works. Well, the once you take away uh, objective moral laws, like God's objective moral laws, and let me frame that first, um, only an authority can tell you how to treat me. Only an authority can tell Hitler how to treat the Jews. Only an authority can tell the slave owner that they have to free the slaves. That's, so the only person that can tell anyone to do anyone or tell anyone that they have inalienable rights is somebody who has authority over every single human being. Well, who's the only person with authority over every single human being? And that would obviously be our creator. So the problem is once we abandon the creator or we minimize the creator or we diminish him into you know, tribal gods or whatever I want him to be, uh, all authority goes away. And then people are now looking for some moral standard that they make. And it becomes arbitrary. And we've seen that throughout history. So now what the new moral standard is uh, basically uh, racism is bad, which we all agree is a bad standard. But now they've gone a step further and they are now co-opting Marxism into all this. So it's not just racism is bad. Now it's, well, if you were ever a victim of racism, then you have a higher moral standing. But, it, but that's, I mean, that'd be one thing, but it's worse than that. It's if you have an ancestor that was a victim of racism, then you have a higher moral standing. So wokeism basically evolved into um, critical race theory and it's tied into critical race theory into all these sort of um, minorities. And that includes homosexuality, transgender, uh, you know, um, pick any minority, a color, uh, you know, skin color, whatever, and now you are now morally above other people. Now, I'm not saying that you should treat anybody like this differently. All I'm saying is that just because you have a different tendency does not make you more moral than the majority of the people. And so what Marxism did, basically, and, and again, this is all designed, and now you'll notice um, that no Marxist nation practices any wokeism. China doesn't practice wokeism. Uh, Russia, the uh, Soviet Union certainly didn't practice any wokeism. Uh, it's only for us that they push it on because it's basically a philosophy of destroying the West, destroying the culture, weakening America. And so you'll see that it's basically pushed on us. So basically wokeism has come to America in many guises, but most of all it's this um, concept of uh, the oppressed and the oppressor, which is critical race theory. And that says that uh, a black person is more morally correct in anything they say because they're black. A transgender is more morally correct in anything. Any ideology they have is actually got a higher moral standing than any ideology that you have mm. or that your ancient, uh, traditional, biblical, uh, evil, according to them, uh, morality. Neil despite Man the fact that, yep. sorry, go ahead. Despite the fact that morality should be decided, what is moral and immoral is first decided by God, but how did God decide that? He decided that by what hurt us. So if you look at the long-term effect of any action, 
and that results in disease, death, or destruction, then you know that it's immoral. That's the easiest way to define what something is immoral or immoral. immoral. And we're talking with Neil Mammon, who is the co-founder of Every Black Life Matters and the author of Jesus Was and Is Involved in Politics. Why aren't you? Why isn't your church? That's the title of the book. So what you're speaking to right now, Neil, it sounds like what you're saying is there is an innate, innate human desire for understanding right versus wrong. It's how we seem to make sense of the world, that we can put things into categories. That's right, that's wrong. Maybe there's some gray in the middle that we kind of have to struggle with, but we need some sort of framework. And without, in America anyway, without the Christian or the Judeo-Christian principles that we're moving away from, there's a vacuum that wokeism is stepping into and saying, I can tell you what's right and wrong. Right, but you should understand, it's not that they're stepping into it. They sort of helped create the vacuum yeah. in prior generations and then said, oh, look, we need, you know, that's, it's, it's the same thing Hitler did with the brown shirts, right? He brought the brown shirts and created a whole mess in Nazi Germany and then said, hey, I can solve this problem. And, of course, they appoint him chancellor, and next thing they know, oh, well, all the brown shirt problem went away. And then a few weeks later, he, uh, I mean, because they all worked for him, and then a few weeks later he went out and killed them all because now that he was chancellor, the only... Uh, threat to his existence as chancellor for the people who put him in power. Yeah. Which is exactly what's going to happen here. You know, the people who put the Marxists in power will be the first people killed by the Marxists. Yes, yes. And and we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, some of these people that, and, and you're right, you know, what you're, what you're describing is people who sort of ascribe to this philosophy because they think, well, this makes me feel good. And plus, hey, if I don't need God to know what the difference between right and wrong is, even better, because then I can d- decide what it is. Uh, but then it, it moves. It, it moves too fast, and people can't really keep up with right and wrong. It almost creates con- more confusion than anything. Right, exactly. That's what it's going to do. So one of the things that we did as a result of this, we realized that a lot of churches were going woke. And we... Uh, realize that if you are at a woke church and you're tithing or even just showing up and giving them um, the benefit of the doubt, what you're doing is you're helping this whole Marxist philosophy, this whole wokeism, this destruction of biblical principles. So uh, a gentleman named Roger Eldwick, who uh, runs a number of car dealerships in the Houston area, um, man of God, and decided that he... uh, um, he needed to do something to help save America, in a sense, in, in this, this part of it, at least, uh, as far as the churches. So he came to me and he said, look, I have this idea to have a website where we actually grade all the churches. Oh, wow. You can just go to, go to the website and you can say, look, um, my church is woke. I want to find a good church. But how do I find a good church? And one of the problems with finding a good church is that you've got to go there for a few weeks. You've got to visit them. And what they say on their website, maybe not what they teach. Uh, you know, the pastor may be woke, but, you know, he's, he's, um, the website is some ancient website that has their old biblical values. And you really don't know what's going on. So we said, well, we need to do something where people can actually find a church without having to search for ages and then visit for weeks to find out if they really are work. So we created the website. It's called MyChurchFinder.org, MyChurchFinder.org, not .com. And the beauty about this website is that the pastors themselves have to fill it out. Now, here's why it's beautiful, because if you're a work church, you are not going to fill out our service. <laughs> right. If you're in the list, you're probably not going to be on the list. Yeah, so. right. Exactly. So um, so we rate churches according to three, uh, four standards. One, the basic standard, the lowest rating you can get is, are you biblically sound? Right. So we ask them all these questions. You know, do you follow, do you agree with the Nicene Creed? Do you, uh, you know, or do you at least 
because you know, there's some non-credal churches, right? But do you agree with the concepts in the Nicene Creed, even though they, you don't uh, affirm the Nicene Creed, things like that? And then we go through all the, you know, do you believe in the resurrection of Jesus? And that gives you the basic uh, and, and the authority of the Bible and the, um, the you know, uh, the accuracy of the Bible. So that gives you the basic foundation. You're a, then if you get past that, you're a C church. The next one is, do you teach about wokeism? In other words, are you a culturally aware church? Are you talking about transgenderism? Are you talking how abortion is evil? Are you talking about how homosexuality, de- homosexuality destroys the homosexuals? Right? I mean, that's the most compassionate thing is homosexuality actually hurts homosexuals. And, and if you are banned from saying that, then who's going to reach out to them? So, and we go down a list of all these cultural issues. And if you pass that, then you become a B church. You have a B and a C church. And then, but to get the A rating, you have to um, pass the third thing. And the third thing is, it's okay if you realize the culture is dying. It's okay. And you're teaching against it. It's okay if you realize that. Um, the Bible is the Word of God, and you're teaching the Word of God. But are you doing anything about the culture? Are you active politically? So the A rating then gets goes to churches that are politically active. That means they preach about the elections. They preach about the issues. They call out bad actors. They put out voter guides. They encourage their congregation to get involved politically. Uh, these are the churches that are going to make a difference, because it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, the world is going to purgatory in a handbag, but it's another thing to then say, well, we are going to stand in the gap. We're going to be out there. We're going to occupy until the Lord returns. We're going to take action. We're going to be the moral authority for our state legislator. And, and, and I can tell you more about that. Neil, but, do you find, yeah, let me ask you, though, do you find that when you're talking about, you know, that sea level church that's, that's got good biblical principles, they may not be engaging the culture, but they've got good biblical principles. Do you find that churches who have at least that, that they don't really go woke regardless? Because are those two things kind of at odds with each other? I No, I, I don't think so, because you could be biblically sound but not aware of the cultural rot. Um, for instance, you could be biblically— Okay, so let me rephrase that. You could be biblically sound, but if you aren't teaching that abortion is evil— Guess what? The next generation of church is growing up thinking abortion is okay. Mm. If you aren't teaching homosexuality is evil, well, the next generation is going. So guess what? Your next, your next elders, your next um, you know, ministry leaders, your Sunday school teachers, they're all going to be woke. And eventually, that pressure is going to come and rot the church from the inside. So basically, so it's very yeah. dangerous if you're not. Yeah. So you have to be teaching biblical principles, not just that the principles exist, but how to apply them in life and culture. Yes, yes. So let me tell you a funny story. Years ago, um, I was teaching, I teach apologetics, I have a ministry called NoBlindFaith.com, and, and I teach all about the evils of other religions, or the, 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 the problems of the religions, right? So I had somebody come up and says, why are you teaching about all these other religions? I, I don't think that's something that should be taught in church. We just need to know the gospel, because if we know the gospel, then we'll know all the lies. And I said, really, why do you think that? And she said, well, look, for instance, if you, if you go to a bank teller, and you, uh, they don't give bank teller fraud, fraudulent notes. They only give them the real bank notes so that they get to know the real bank notes so well that they, they, as soon as they see a fraudulent note, they will know it. I said, really? I've never heard that. She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Uh, so I had a friend who was a bank teller. So I call him up. I said, hey, Patrick, is this true that you, they, don't, they don't let you handle fraudulent notes? He goes, are you crazy? 
He goes, no, we have entire classes on fraudulent notes. They give us all. In fact, they will buy fraudulent notes from you for more than the face value, just so they can use them as examples. Oh if you gosh. go to the bank and say, hey, I got this fraudulent note, they'll say, well, you know, sometimes they'll, they'll actually advertise on it. He says, they'll buy it from me because they spend days showing you, well, this is the type of fraud you should look for. This is the, he, said, he said, the more you know what kind of fraud to look for, the more accurate a better bank teller you will be. Neil, that is an amazing example because I've heard, I've been told that story before about the bank tellers. Yeah, only handling (laughs) real money because then, oh, if you only handle the real stuff, then when something false comes along, you know it. I've never heard the other side of that before, that that's not even true. Uh, Neil (laughs) Mammon, thank you so much for your time. You are the founder of Every Black Life Matters. You have written a book called Jesus Was and Is Involved in Politics. You've co-founded at least five startup companies in Silicon Valley. Give us that website one more time so we can search our own area for those churches and see if there's anybody on it. So it's mychurchfinder.org, .com, and go there. And if your church is not on there and you go to a good church, make sure you click on Ask My Pastor to Add His Church. There's an email list there. We're brand new. We've only only got about 250 or 220 churches on there right now. But we want everyone, all the good churches to be on there. And by the way, 1.7 million people do an Internet search for a church. If you're going to a good church, if you're a pastor, you want to be on this list. MyChurchFinder.org. Thank you, Neil. Appreciate your time. We have one more hour of Wiggins America coming up, so stick around. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 